Hello, everybody. This is Barry Feeker with the Topeka Rescue Mission. You're listening to our community, our mission on the 7th of June, 2022. Good morning, Lamanda Broyles. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing well. You've been I'm... executive director now for six weeks. Yeah, each? and two days. And two days. Like, that, that two counting? days matter. <laughs> every day is a success, Barry, every day. It is. How's it a success every day? Um, Because the work can be hard. It can be hard. Um, there's just a lot to um, multitask and juggle. And um, when you have such a job that you realize that your purpose and your influence impacts people, um, it just matters on a whole different level. And um, and I just feel that responsibility and that I'm just thankful that I get to do something that is so purposeful. Uh, but then that also comes with some challenges, you it know, does. like time management. Can we talk about that for a moment? Mm-mm, no, there's no time to manage. <laughs> uh, but I keep, yes, that's right. But I keep being reminded that, you know, the good Lord gave us 24 hours. And so that wasn't a mistake. And each day we get done what we can get done and supporting our people. And uh, the next day there's going to be opportunities too to help people. You had a recent opportunity uh, last week to go to San Antonio. Yes. And we're just going to try to talk about that more at yes. a future date when uh-huh. Marion Crable's here and Christian Stringfellow, who were able to go to the yes. city gate. Um, national annual meeting. Mm-hmm. and uh, But one of the things that you got to do is to talk to um, people about the transition that went on at Topeka Rescue Mission. How yes. did that go? I wanted to be there, but I had to go to Virginia yes. with a family situation. So, mm-hmm. uh, But you got a chance to speak to a number of people about what's happening in Topeka about me stepping away and you stepping in. How'd that go? Yes, it went well. Um, you know, we had several people in there that I think were from just different walks of life. Um, we had some people in the audience that were um, current CEOs and current executive directors that were um, really looking at what their next steps were mm-hmm. as they were preparing for retirement and and what that looks like. And we had some newbies in there that were either in the middle of transitioning mm-hmm. um, and doing that succession plan or um, that it was coming pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had some CityGate Network board members um, in there mm-hmm. attending. And so there were um, just different perspectives out in the audience. And and one thing, you know, I was a little nervous at first because everyone had such serious faces and I'm very animated and smile and, and those kinds of things. And so at first I was like, is this going well? And then I had so many people afterwards, Barry, that came up and they just literally said, this was so thought provoking, LaManda. Um, Thank you for sharing uh, Barry's heart and your heart. Um, One person said, "Um, I'm sorry I didn't smile during the whole thing, but I was taking so many notes. (laughs) And I was thinking, okay, phew, it's because they were so engaged, not because of something else. But, um, you know, I just was so humbled when I got up there. We we opened in prayer and and it was uh, hard to not have you there because that is a big part of my story. Uh, But I also knew you were where you needed to be. And Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want you anywhere else. Um, but it was kind of hard to be talking in a perspective of everything you did for me during this transition and just the respect level that I tried to show you the entire time as well. Um, and so I kept going back from, and Barry's perspective, and here's my perspective, and here's this. Um, I'm waiting for the tape to come out. That's right. <laughs> I'm not so sure about that. Um, but no, it, it went great, and people were kind, and they were respectful. Um, and I have actually had um, close to a dozen people have reached out to me in the last four days since doing that, um, that are information seeking information, mm-hmm. yes, wanting to know um Many people commented about, uh, we had examples of just how you and I communicated and how the team, our communications team helped us really share the story so that the community 
it wasn't an event that they were hearing about. It was an event that they were involved in Mm -hmm. so that it was a community transition. And so people have just um, expressed gratitude that we've shared all of that. Um, so they don't have to reinvent the wheel as well. So it was powerful. It yeah. was really good. You know, the CityGate Network is a um, association of around 300 rescue yes. ministries in North America. And um, I gather there was around 1,000 or more people at this meeting. 1,200. 1,200 in San Antonio. People mm-hmm. trying to learn how to be more um, effective in yes. reaching people with the love of Christ out to the hungry, the homeless, the broken, the mentally ill, the drug addicted, you name it. And just to have that kind of a crowd to come around, that was a very important meeting. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm just so thrilled that we're a part of that. Yes. Um, we've learned a lot, but um, also we can contribute a lot mm-hmm. out of Topeka. And there's a, there's a reason people were so serious in that meeting. And mm-hmm. they probably were in most of those seminars. And that's because this is a hard job. Yes. Um, this is very, very difficult work, especially in the day and age we're living in, um, where even representatives from HUD, mm-hmm. and I believe HHS, were there yes. from the federal government to get some direction from rescue missions on what mm-hmm. to do with the homeless crisis in America. Yes. And uh, no different here in Topeka, Kansas, mm-hmm. as we will talk a little bit about today. And, um, and uh, here people are saying, how can we learn the best way to do this together? Mm-hmm. And fortunately, God has blessed Topeka um, Rescue Mission and our community with some incredible opportunities to mm-hmm. do some amazing things. So with that said, we got a rock star with us today we that do. we've had on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. She will never, um, she blushes when we say that, uh-huh. but she really is. Yeah. And um, because she is leading a team of our outreach people mm-hmm. to our homeless services, um, director of homeless outreach and the director of our mobile access partnership operations, which we've talked about before. But uh, good morning, Jenny Falk. Um, thank you for joining us on our community, our mission. I know that you're doing a mobile access partnership or what we call map operation today, but it's close by. So we grabbed you to pull you in here for this because we have a big event we'll talk about coming up on this Friday. But uh, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Uh, Thanks for having me. And I am good. Came in a little hot and sweaty from leaving the map site, but I'm glad to be here. That's okay. That's that's what we call a working woman. Yes. <laughs> and Wonder Woman, because she can do it all. Absolutely. So, uh, Jenny, um, describe what's happening today, uh, what this map operation looks like. You already said that there's a waiting list of people trying to get services, that, and these are unsheltered, homeless people coming off the streets. Talk about, just kind of give a, 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 a word picture of what's going on today. Yeah, so we are deployed at Family of God over here in North Topeka. It's one of our busier sites, always. Uh, good location for the, the folks we're reaching. And um, pulled up on site this morning, and there were already two people uh, waiting when we got there. Mm-hmm. And quickly, even before 830, um, had a handful more, you know, one of our regulars, they have a vehicle. And so they, they drove up with a vehicle full of people and, um, we're just within walking distance. So the line, Mm -hmm. um, stacks up pretty quickly at this location. How many people would you guess that you will serve today in this outdoor operation? Um, approximately, uh, at least 50, 50 Mm -hmm. people. There were there when I left, uh, before coming here, 
I think we had 24 on the list already. Mm-hmm. And Jenny, describe uh, what the operation consists of. I know we've got food, we've got clothes. T- talk about that. Yeah, so Vallejo manages the shower trailer, which mm-hmm. is obviously one of the big draws. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Topeka Rescue Mission, we have our mobile kitchen, which mm-hmm. is a huge blessing because they serve a hot breakfast and lunch there, mm-hmm. and people mm-hmm. can uh, you know enjoy both and mm-hmm. even take one to go if there's extra. Uh, we have the clothing and supply trailer that kind of speaks for itself mm-hmm. as the clothing mm-hmm. and and all of the tables and mm-hmm. uh, canopies and chairs and that kind of stuff the supplies that are needed to operate mm-hmm. the site um, those are the three regular units mm-hmm. that are always on site um, on Thursdays the Stromavell mobile clinic joins us each week mm-hmm. um, and then once a month a street dog coalition and the K-State uh, University mobile veterinary clinic uh, joins awesome. us and I understand that the the um, Dr. Crow with uh, Street Dog Coalition is going to join us this week. Yes. Because I happened to take my dog uh, over there this morning, and she <laughs> said, hey, we'll see you Thursday. I go, where are we going to be at? She said, don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> and Did I said, you say I will you're, soon. you're a little in retirement? I said, I'm so, testing. Yeah. I've been out of town. <laughs> That's so, right. Uh, yeah. Oh, and I forgot uh, mm-hmm. the TPD community outreach vehicle sometimes rolls up on site on Thursdays, typically, if it's going to be there. So. Mm-hmm. so you've got the practical physical helps there with food, clothes, showers, you got the mental health services to help people who are struggling with addictions and mental health. You have the spiritual aspect of people that can pray for other people. You have the medical teams there. I mean, this is a one-stop shop that takes services that uh, we would have inside of a homeless shelter rescue mission, takes it to the street. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. the whole idea of those wraparound services and getting them connected with the different agencies that can provide those services. Mm-hmm. So, Jenny, what's the why of this, in your opinion? Why are we doing this? Um, I, I I like to think that, we, you know, we're going to them, kind of yes. like Jesus comes to us. I mm-hmm. think I've said that on here before that um, mm-hmm. I think it's it, it, it speaks to them, I hope, mm-hmm. that um, we're doing what we can to come to you and help you in whatever way we can. So what's your, what's your goal with um, going to them? to engage with them right where they are and and, uh, and maybe get a, a little description of what the people are like, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we see it, but not everybody does. Yeah. What, what's the end game here? I think, for one, that for them to understand that they are loved by God and us. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our um, teammates, he frequently says that, well, and we've learned it through our TBR training that mm-hmm. um, people who have experienced trauma relationally can only heal in relationship. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I think if nothing else, you know, maybe they don't want housing or they don't think they want housing mm-hmm. or they don't want to move forward in any way. If we can just help them in that way, mm-hmm. you I know. Think so, so essential what you just said, Yes. you know, we kind of jumped to, they need housing, they need a job, mm-hmm. they need treatment, they need this, that, and the other thing, but that's very seldom accomplished until there's some healing that mm-hmm. begins to go on and you go right where they are, meet them on their turf, no judgment. Right. Um, mm-hmm. To accept them as they are, maybe talking to themselves, maybe high, mm-hmm. as long as they're not disrupting you know, mm-hmm. life for other people and causing problems because there's some of that occurs occasionally. You have to draw some boundaries. But to accept them where they are, to develop that relationship, to begin the healing in order 
that then we can go to that next place that's best for them. Maybe it's treatment. Maybe mm-hmm. it's a homeless shelter like the rescue mission. Maybe it's into housing. Um, a number of things. Maybe it's get a job. Yeah. But uh, we generally just want to jump to the end yeah. before we make it around the bases, and you can't do it that way. And that's what you all are doing is trying to take the time with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, seeing them. You know, I just think about yeah. what the team does. Um, and uh, sometimes before the food, before the clothing, before the the medical care, anything like that, you just have to see them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that um, sometimes even in the community and, and previously, um, I've been guilty of it as well. Uh, we see the problem, right? So the problem might be trash or the problem might be their behavior or something like that. And we see the problem over the person. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have to realize that we have to truly see the person and engage with them to help heal whatever the problem is. And so when I look at our street reach team, um, I think that's what I, that's what I see is that they first see these people Mm -hmm. and then they see them again and they see them again, regardless if the people accept what we're Mm -hmm. trying to offer. Um, so sometimes it's just a dialogue with them, talking to them, smiling with them. Um, but they won't come and that's okay. We'll come back. Mm -hmm. Um, and then that one time that, that seeing is reciprocated with trust from them. And then our team is able to grab them, you, you know? know, and, and, yeah. and you kind of bring up uh, an issue, Lamanna, we want to talk about today. And that is um, just uh, how people see this and how there's a reaction in the mm-hmm. community. We want to talk about that. But, but before we do that, Jenny, uh, the map operation is in North Topeka today. It's twice a week. It's a Tuesday and a Thursday outreach. Yes. Uh, but you move around the community. Yes. So it's not just one spot. So how many different locations uh, maximum have you been able to get to uh, uh, through a, a, a rotation? Well, we started out with seven. Uh, we are currently at five. Okay. Um, still some, you know, kind of up, up in the air with mm-hmm. with a couple. So so we've gone predominantly to church parking lots mm-hmm. and tapped into their electricity and their water yes. and those kind of things. <laughs> and we've also used the Children's Palace parking lot. Uh, Jenny, you not only uh, direct the map operations, which you talked about is the different agencies coming together, Stormont Vale, Vallejo, Topeka Rescue Mission, Police Department, who am I missing? Um, others. Shawnee, uh, uh, Street Dog. Street, Street Dog, Dog mm-hmm. Coalition, uh, Shawnee County Health Department, mm-hmm. uh, and some of their... Um, um, working along with us. Uh, but also you direct uh, the team that goes out to the homeless camps the other days. Yes. Uh, talk about that. Um, I, I, I think the MAP program really um, enhances street reach mm-hmm. or outreach, however mm-hmm. you want to look at it. Um, I guess I don't know. I mean, we're trying to... still figure it out, I guess, in some ways, Mm -hmm. what that exactly looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, We try to have a plan um, on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Um, But then a lot of times you'll have situations come up where somebody needs help with a, you know, a certain thing. And so you have to divert your plan. And once again, you're going to them. Yes. um, In their, in their home. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, in their neighborhood. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which is all over the place, isn't it? Right, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Along yeah. the river, behind the uh, elevator here. And mm-hmm. yeah. And then other parts of the community along creeks and mm-hmm. uh, under bridges, and it's all over town. And so you, yeah. try, you try to find where they are, go there to develop and engage a relationship. And that's been, I think, uh, a big part of why it's been successful to get people to come to the map site because mm-hmm. you already started a trust relationship. Yes. Yeah. In their neighborhood yeah to yeah. bring them to a neighborhood that's close by 
where all of these things are happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got a long way to go on this, don't we? Yeah. In regards to really knowing how many people are out there. That's the, I think that is the biggest gap because we always, each week, we try to have a time of what we call discovery, where we are hitting areas of town that we aren't in so frequently to, you know, to try to, you know, start making those touch points. Um, but, you know, when you have a crisis situation that always seems to kind of take priority over, you know, <laughs> trying mm-hmm. to look for new people. And so just trying to figure out how that, how we do all that. And can, we, can we just give a reminder mm-hmm. that there's only three people in mm-hmm. our street reach team. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about everything that's being done, about an army of people it, it is. Yeah. Um, and then now we have the new deputy director over community needs and services, James, which right. we interviewed, you know, a week or two ago. Um, but he, his responsibilities are divvied out with a couple of other areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and so really all of this work is being done with our three people, but then also the slew of volunteers yes. that mm-hmm. make it possible do it without all yes. of our volunteers. most recently had an all-day training on volunteers yes. and yes. Then, and we might pause there to say hey you know if you're listening and and your heart is tugged here mm-hmm. uh, that's great uh, pray if you're interested in being involved with uh, um, street reach operations map operations come to a training mm-hmm. uh, so that we can equip you don't go out by yourself yeah. or yes. group into these areas because while the majority of the time you're probably going to be okay, you might not be yeah. because yeah, there are some, there's some different difficult and maybe dangerous situations out there. You really need to be trained. Yeah. And well, and I think you said it, Barry, you're going into their home and yes. you wouldn't just go into somebody else's, you know, house, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. structural house. Right. Um, so it's the same thing here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jenny, uh, some of the complexities of the trauma that is produced uh, produces some of the complexities that you see. What what are some of those look like to describe to people that maybe don't know what we're talking about here? Um, you know, I think some of it could be as simple as just you know. I think so many in our uh, country are like could possibly one paycheck away from being on the streets, mm-hmm. and so it yes. just takes one catastrophic thing. And, you know, that could, you know, somebody could spin out of control with that and be, you know, end up homeless. And then, you know, if you don't have that support system, then you try to find coping mechanisms. And, um, and of course, drugs is one of those. It's not the only one. I'm, um, and so I should say that I am just new in this position since September, so I'm still learning a lot myself. <laughs> well, you're learning quick, and, you and, and, but you are seeing, you are seeing the, the brokenness of people. Um, you and I um, were here the other hmm. day. Um, um, I happened to notice as you were working with all the folks there, there was a guy that was uh, walking up by the levee kind of struggling and falling down, and you knew who he was. Mm-hmm. And immediately you took off after him. And, um, I joined you mm-hmm. and he was really, really struggling. Yeah. I mean, he didn't really know where he was. Wasn't sure he was having a heart attack. Um, but you gradually got him back to a safe place, got him off the streets, got him in an air conditioned room, mm-hmm. got him some water, checked his vitals and had somebody stay with him yeah. to make sure that he was going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And, and he, he looked like just. Dis- he was a disoriented man. He just was, stumbling yeah. around. He looked like yeah. he was intoxicated, but he wasn't. Right. He was going through some medical, mental right. health crises. Yeah. And that's just one yeah. of many that you in, engage with. Lamanda, we, uh, we uh, as you stepped into the executive director role, um, and you are very aware of the magnitude of uh, national homelessness now. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you've also been involved in conversation with the uh, different sides of the coin in regards mm-hmm. to these homeless camps sure. and how people see that, how they feel about it. And there is great polarization on that. Mm-hmm. Um, the city has recently made some decisions to step into some of the homeless camps and to quote unquote, clear them out Yes. Um, due to biological mm-hmm. hazard concerns. Mm-hmm. This is a tough subject, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, Very much so. This really can pull people one direction or the other. What would you say, because I know that you're not on one side of the fence on this. You're right. looking at it holistically, mm-hmm. and yes. so is Jenny and the team here in Topeka Rescue Mission. What's, what, how, how, how can you answer a complicated situation like this of what we should be thinking about this and mm-hmm. then what we should do about it? I think the first thing that comes to my mind, Barry, is there's no one right answer. Mm-hmm. When we are dealing with complex issues that concern people, there's never one end-all, be-all answer. And so I think that um, the topic of um, the, the evidence of homelessness that's on the streets so if that is um, trash, uh, drug debris that's left, um, I hear a lot of controversies centered around um, should they be entitled to have animals and pets, should they not, all of these kinds of things. Um, that I understand the way that that looks. And I understand that there is a concern of community health. Um, and that too concerns me. You know, I'm, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, um, Uh, We go to parks, we go for walks, we do all of that. And so I understand that. Um, However, I also never want to be so concerned with giving my opinion on what I think aesthetically looks right or wrong Mm -hmm. and that outweigh my care for a person. Mm -hmm. That's a human being. Mm -hmm. So the way I personally view it is, is this problematic? Absolutely. We've had poverty back dating into the scriptures. And there's also scripture that says the poor will always be among you. Um, And so is it an issue? Absolutely. Does it concern me? Absolutely. However, I would like to um, just encourage people that just thinking twice maybe before we say ugly things or we say, well, they just need to go and wipe them out. They need to do this and look at, okay, what are some things that we have in place in our community or don't have Mm -hmm. in our community, um, where are those gaps to really help this person solve the problem Mm -hmm. that they're facing? So for instance, I've gotten a lot of questions regarding, um, you know, well, what's my opinion about the cleanup that's going on around the Topeka Rescue Mission? Well, my opinion is one that is one that tries to uh, be kind of this bridge, understanding um, and being helpful as much as possible. So the city came in and the city has a concern and they should have a concern um, about community health, biohazards, um, river wastewater, those kinds of things. Everything's validated. So then my place as the rescue mission is to say, okay, so what's our part in this? How can we assist? But how can we maybe um, do things that the city's not able to do? Mm-hmm. And looking, so when I make these decisions, um, I don't instantly say, no, I don't agree with this or no, we're not doing it. I listen to their side. And then I say, what is our role at the rescue mission and what isn't? Mm -hmm. And I appreciate the city working with us on that. They told us when the cleanups were going Mm -hmm. to be. Um, We were able to decide what our level of involvement was on that. Um, I was able to speak to the media 
on that. Um, some of my opinions didn't get totally communicated. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, it's it's one that I believe that cleanup is necessary. I believe in the health of the neighbors that are involved in that. I exactly. want them to have as cleanliness of a place that they could have. Um, but instead of just looking at it as problematic, Barry, it breaks my heart that someone wouldn't realize walking in their own feces mm-hmm. is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. But instead of me saying, well, that's gross that they're doing it, I don't do that. I say, man, why are they doing that and why do they think it's okay? So you don't equate the trash and the person as trash? No. It's two separate things. Yeah, And I think that's where we get mixed up sometimes. We see the trash, mm-hmm. so we say the people must be trash. Mm-hmm. And so let's throw all the trash away. Mm-hmm. And and I know this isn't a, a true apples to apples, and I know that. Um, but you know what, Barry? Sometimes there's trash in my yard. Sometimes there's, and people wouldn't automatically judge me mm-hmm. because I'm working, because I'm educated, those kinds of things. Um, but still, usually if there's trash in my area, it's indicative that something's wrong. My husband has had a health issue. I've had a health issue. Something's wrong with the kids, things like that. And so people would probably be more likely to go, oh, something's wrong with Lamanda. How can we help? Mm-hmm. I want that same level of empathy and love that I would have from my village. I want our neighbors who are experiencing homelessness to have that same thing, and that's us. I think we could just imagine if all of our Shawnee County refuse uh, services stopped for one week. Mm-hmm. We'd all have trash in our yard. We would. Make it two weeks. Mm-hmm. Make it three weeks. Mm-hmm. Turn your water off. Mm-hmm. Now we've got a similar situation mm-hmm. with just roofs over our heads. These folks don't have, at this time in their life, access. And we're not saying that's okay Correct. to have trash buildup and human waste buildup and those kind of things. We're saying that what we want to do is we want to help them to find a better opportunity. But for them to live in that situation, they are desperate. They have something that's happened in their lives that has resulted in this particular situation right now. And how can we help them to, as you say, Jenny, uh, relationally, uh, start to heal, to be able to realize maybe there's a better way. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the the concern too um, that we hear. Um, so I, w- I would like to take this time to just kind of comment on that. We hear a lot about, well, these people have access to the rescue mission. They should just go in there. And while I understand people that make those comments, like I see it, it's thinking you've got a rescue mission, you've got a shelter. Why are people living on the streets? And so I do understand that. What I would like to comment to that, though, is we have to understand that many of these people, a high percentage, have endured significant trauma, whether it's been self-induced or not. Um, And so really, the community needs to understand that right now, the option of going off the streets is detox, but detox is extremely overstretched right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we have a shelter that is totally a congregate setting. So that means that this person who has been beaten, molested, been using drugs, whatever the case may be, maybe it's not even drug related. Maybe they have something like schizophrenia, bipolar, all of these things that they have never had the funds or the accountability that they need to help them mm-hmm. get into treatment, they're, they're handling all of these things. And so it's not just a quick fix to say, let's take this struggle and let's put you in a room with 15 other men. Yeah. That's not the well, case. And, and, and uh, as you well know as director and as I uh, made sure of while I was here, it's a safe place. 
It is. But they don't know that. Mm -hmm. And so I remember many, many years ago, um, this was like probably 1986, um, it was hot one night and there was a woman from California Mm -hmm. sleeping on the streets pretty close to the rescue mission. And I said, why don't you come in? She goes, "Uh -uh." Mm uh-uh. I said, well, it's hot out here. We have some air conditioning. We have food. She said, I'm not going to shelter. Mm -hmm. I said, why would you not want to go to shelter? It never occurred to me. She said, oh, I was sexually assaulted in a, in a shelter mm-hmm. in California. Yes. She, and she didn't say it that way. She mm-hmm. said it a little more graphic. And I said, what? And I thought at that moment, how can you have a shelter mm-hmm. that you open up? And if it's not safer than where people are coming from, you shouldn't have a shelter. Mm-hmm. But she didn't know that she was oh. going to be safe. She mm-hmm. had a bad experience. And so many of our folks that we work with on the streets have had bad experiences in certain situations in their life. Yeah, some are saying, hey, I just don't want to follow anybody's rules. I don't mm-hmm. want a bedtime. Yes. I don't want to have to knock yeah. on the door before I go in. You know, I want mm-hmm. it. Yeah, there's that too. But many, many people um, who are in this situation are suffering from acute trauma that um, their brain, their mind, their experiences do not allow them to trust people at this point. Mm -hmm. Thus, the outreach. Well, Mm -hmm. and one thing I've, you know, just in our conversations with some of our people, I'm not going to say all, but you kind of um, come to the conclusion that, you know, many in our community see them as trash, and so they believe that themselves. Yes, sir. And they... Mm -hmm. They don't think they deserve better mm-hmm. or they, you know, they made their bed so they might as well lie in it. You mm-hmm. know, um, I've even had one um, individual who was trying to help another individual and he would he would tell them, um, you that, you know, you're better than this. You, you don't need to be out here. And I'm thinking it's true to you, too, my friend. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly. And yeah. homelessness is. Barry, I I think we need to really start kind of looking at what we say. Um, You know, that's kind of a a direction that we're moving in in the mission that you and I had discussed. And instead of saying the homeless, Mm -hmm. right, Um, because they are people before their condition. And we do the same thing with disabilities. We need to be respectful. Mm -hmm. You know, someone might have a condition, but they are not that That, condition. They are that person. And homelessness is is the same thing. And when we look at... um, homelessness, you can't hide it, right? Right. Um, But there are... Some try really really well. They they embed themselves way far away from people that we found, right, Jenny? Yes, (laughs) and and that's why it's so important for the discovery piece. Um, But there are so many other things that those of us who have professional jobs, educated, well-known in the church community, all of these things, we have battles. We have struggles. Mm -hmm. We know that because we're human. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of that is not as evident Mm -hmm. as what some people who are struggling with homelessness is. And so that's where I always get perspective is just like they are struggling with the problem, just like I struggle with whatever my problem is that I'm dealing with. Um, And I never want to think that I am so far above them Mm -hmm. that I would never do X because that could be me instantly. We have to catch ourselves and not say the homeless because that's a class system. Yeah. And, and, and there's people with homes and people without homes, and they're mm-hmm. like two separate people. They're not. I currently live in a home. I'm a person who's experiencing rent. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Some people are currently experiencing no rent mm-hmm. and homelessness. Mm-hmm. But there's no guarantee I get to stay in my house. Mm-hmm. There is no guarantee. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to work to stay in that home. The individuals who are unsheltered at this point 
or in a homeless shelter. They're experiencing at this time homelessness, but it's not necessarily a permanent situation for them. And that's where I just appreciate so much the people that go out to say, hey, we're not just going out to be compassionate and love on people and, you know, feel good about when we go to our homes that we've done a really good thing today. Mm -hmm. Right. We're out there to help change the trajectory of somebody who's experiencing devastating effects and part of that's homelessness. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jenny, I want to conclude here today about an event that's going to be happening Friday. Um, But before that, um, you came to the rescue mission um, working in our thrift store. Yes. And then you (laughs) moved into volunteers and then you moved into the executive assistant um, working with me on combating human trafficking Mm -hmm. um, and so many other things. And then Operation Food Secure, um, which uh, uh, branched out into 10 different counties and over a million, (laughs) four million pounds of food Uh working with USDA in the pandemic. You had a lot of experiences uh, all the way from retail to working with volunteers to working combating human trafficking and, 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 and statewide resolutions on declaring war on trafficking, working with legislators. Wonder I mean, Woman. You, you, you've been up in the Capitol. <laughs> you've been in retail, but by the Capitol. You've been out here in the streets of operation, working with the government and food programs and all that kind of things, feeding hundreds of thousands of people, working with thousands of volunteers. Why the streets for you? Hmm. I... It has to be something that the Lord put in me. That's the only thing I can explain. And I was just as I was listening to you guys talk, um, in some ways, I feel more connected with mm-hmm. the people that we yes. engage with on the streets than I do with my own family. Uh-huh. Um they may not, you know, the people on the streets yes. may not feel the same way, but by golly, <laughs> I care about it. them and I love them. Jenny, they they've got you your back. Uh-huh. You? They do. They really do. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. Um, so I, I just, I, it's something I couldn't not do. It's uh-huh. your assignment, yeah. and you know it, yeah. and you're good at it, and we're so grateful for you. Yes. We really are. <laughs> well, you got a big job. You've you've had a big job the whole time you've been at Topeka Rescue Mission <laughs> mm-hmm. over all these years. I mean, major, major things have been done uh, with your dedication, and this is uh, yet another one uh, to coordinate all of the outreach programs and coordinate the MAP program with all these agencies. And so uh, MAP, Mobile Access Partnership, with all the different agencies outreaching, mm-hmm. is uh, celebrating a uh, milestone of a year anniversary uh, come this Friday. Talk about that. Yeah, so this kind of happened because our, our ribbon cutting... <laughs> <laughs> had to be uh, canceled a couple times. Which was fine because and, we weren't as developed as right, we are now. Right, So it was God's perfect way of making this happen. So we rain. decided, <laughs> right, <laughs> we decided, well, let's do a one-year celebration. So actually our one year of being operational was May 18th. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're going to be having every, all of the units come together and offering tours and um, games and raffle prizes and all that this coming Friday. So this coming Friday from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. and the actual official program starts at 8.30 will be a um, short program talking about the why and the who and the how. And then people can go and see the food trailer. They can see the clothing trailer. They can see the shower trailer. Stormont's going to be there with the yes. mobile. Um, is uh, K-State coming yes. to mm-hmm. as well? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, to see that veterinarian clinic, yeah. and to see that medical mobile clinic all coming together. Yeah. Um, so if you're interested in joining us, you can go to the Stormontvale Event Center. And TRM is going to have some of those incredible chef hall 
refreshments mm-hmm. and whatever Lamanda I've he's had, making. I've had to tell him about 10 times. Remember, it's got to be simple, <laughs> grab and go. Simple, because I'm not sure simple and Chef Hall go no, together. They don't. And so yeah. I keep reminding him, it's got to be convenient for the people to grab and go. <laughs> yeah, we, we ask Chef for snacks and then we get banquets. Yes. So, but anyway, you, you can come. This will be the time where uh, we won't actually be serving the homeless at this point. It'll be just a, a tour time because yeah. uh, you will have done that the day before already. Yes. And uh, so again, this Friday, June the 10th, um, it's one year anniversary celebration, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. at the Stormont Vale Event Center for um, talking about MAP, and we're going to pray over it, and we're going to have special speakers, and I know both you and Lamanda will be speaking there as well as Bill Persinger from Vallejo and others. Well, and live music, I hear. So. Yes. Oh, and music yeah. too? Yeah. yeah. All right. It's a so, party. Party. It's a party. <laughs> well, it ought to be. It's, yes. This is a great thing. It is um most effective in our community, and it is being helpful as a model around the nation now. Yes. So, Lamanda Broyles, Jenny Falk, thank you for uh, joining us here today on Our Community, Our Mission. This has been good. We've uncovered and unpacked a number of very important issues here. Um, we would ask that you would uh, pray for direction and wisdom for the Topeka Rescue Mission and everybody who's doing uh, what they can to come together to outreach those who in so much need in our community uh, to help us to be a healthier community for all people, and that includes those people who may be experiencing homelessness at this time. If you'd like more information about the Topeka Rescue Mission, you can visit us on our website at trmonline.org, trmonline.org. There's some information about MAP and Street Reach and in our culinary arts program, as well as many other things that we have. Thank you for joining us and being a part of our community, our mission. <music>